0: This is Casey Powell with Thompson and Associates, and I am joined today uh, by Johnny Hayes. Johnny is the Vice President of Thompson Associates, and uh, just great, um, great mind. She's been practicing law for over 20 years in the area of charitable and estate planning, and just incredible experience and, and knowledge. Uh, we we turn to her very often for her uh, for her knowledge and and. Uh, expertise. So, uh, Johnny, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's good to be with you, Casey. I
0: want to talk today about IRAs. IRAs have gotten a lot of uh, publicity and and, uh, it seems like a lot of people have IRAs and a lot of segments. Uh, They have tremendous wealth in IRAs so could you just speak to IRAs, what they are and how they work
1: you bet. So um, IRAs are a great vehicle for uh, retirement planning. Uh, many times we're allowed to put in money into IRAs while we're working. And some of us the tax deduction, and there's lots of rules that say, you know, how much income you can have in, in order to be able to deduct those contributions. Um, but it's, it's a tax-deferred plan. Uh, which means we don't pay tax on the growth until we take it out in our retirement years. The other major way that a lot of people uh, end up with IRA accounts is they work in a 401k or they contribute to a 401k or other company retirement plan for many many years and then when they retire a lot of times they what we call roll over their qualified retirement plan into an IRA and so then we usually have IRA dollars when we get to our retirement years. And so that's how most of us end up with IRA accounts. They tend to be the first or second largest asset that people have um, outside their home. So a lot of times, your home might be your largest asset, and then your retirement account might be your second, or vice versa. So they're very popular. A lot of people have IRA accounts.
0: Okay, well, great. So how does it how does it work? So you've got IRA accounts. There's there's money in there. You just keep keep adding money to it.
1: Sure, uh, under the t- tax laws, um, you know, you're allowed to contribute so much, or or you get this large uh, sum into it from retiring from a 401k, and then w- the way the government uh, tax laws are really set up is that they don't encourage people to take money out of their plans before they hit the magic age of 59 and a half. And you might say, well, how do they discourage people from doing that? And that's because there's typically a 10% IRS penalty tax applied, um, and there are a few exceptions, but for people that want to take money out of their IRA before they hit 59 and a half. And so that tax is there to discourage people from taking money out. Then they realize that because it is a retirement plan, you know they're saying after fifty nine and a half they'll allow you to take any amount out that you'd like without a penalty tax now know that what you take out is typically going to be considered ordinary income which means it's going to be taxable income to you as you take it out but after fifty nine and a half um, there are no penalty taxes and so you're free to take your money out if you should need
0: to okay so so fifty nine and a half you don't, maybe don't need it yet, maybe you're still working, uh, at what point are you required to take money out of your IRA? Sure,
1: so 59 and a half is the age they let you take it out, but if you haven't started taking it out, because remember all these dollars are what we call tax deferred, meaning the government hasn't yet received its tax uh, on those accounts as they've grown, so when you get to, and it's typically age 70 and a half, um typically when you turn 70 and a half, for most cases, and there are a few exceptions, that you need to start withdrawing money out of your retirement account. So we call that um, required minimum distribution. And so the government wants you to take some amount out and they have a schedule that says how much you need to take out as a minimum. Now you can always take out more, but you have to at least take out what the government considers to be the minimum and your IRA administrator will help you determine what that amount is now they have a very stiff penalty tax if you don't take out the minimum that the government requires and that is a 50 percent penalty tax on the amount that you should have taken out but you didn't so for example if you should have taken out a thousand dollars the penalty tax is 50 percent of that or five hundred dollars and so it's it's quite stiff, so people pay very close attention to how much that they need to take out once they get to seventy and a half. Now the rules are are um, are kind of detailed. Um, but before um, uh, before you know you pass away, uh, once you reach 70 and a half, you need to start taking an amount based on you know your age. every year that amount is going to change. And then when you pass away and you leave that money to individuals or to nonprofits, um, there's a, another set of rules that say how quickly your beneficiary has to take their share of the monies out and those are also called required minimum distributions. That depends on whether or not the person that owned the account, whether or not they died before they had hit their 70 and a half uh, required beginning date. So it does get a little technical in terms of what the beneficiary has to take out. In most cases, the beneficiary, a person, a, a child, for example, can take out the minimum amount as the beneficiary usually based on their life expectancy. So if you're a 50-year-old beneficiary will look at your life expectancy and say, okay, according to the tables, you can take out the minimum amount you can over your life expectancy, assuming you're age 50. Well, that's just the minimum. So I want to be real clear that you can always take out more than that. That's the minimum you can always take out up to 100% of the account, but whatever dollars you take out, they're going to be taxable income to that beneficiary. Now, if you don't have a person named as a beneficiary, the rules are a little bit different, and the government sort of speeds up the amount of time that you have as the beneficiary to take out. The amount, and a lot of times they'll just say you need to take out your amount over a five-year period. So again, the rules are a bit technical, but um, they do apply to the beneficiaries as well.
0: Okay. Well, a couple follow-up questions, and, and I think they're all tied together. And, and so when you do start having to take out uh, distributions from an IRA account, whether it's yours or whether it's one that you've inherited, uh, those those minimum distributions, the required minimum distributions, um, are based, you know, generally based on your life expectancy. And so every year you get older, your life expectancy is a little bit less. So can, can you speak to how? Not not maybe not how it is, but but um, it, it seems like every year now the percentage is going to be a little bit greater. So you're forced to take out a little bit more. Is is that right?
1: That's right. Yep, you're absolutely right, Casey. So let's say that you're the IRA holder and you're alive and it's your IRA account. So once you get 70 and a half, you look at, um, and the government has a chart um, that's specially made for this. And so the chart will have your age and it'll say what percentage of the account you need to take out for that particular year. And then the next year, you're a year older so you go back to the same chart but now you're a year older so you've got a different amount which is a larger percentage which means you have to take out a little bit more of the account value as of December 31st of the year prior. So if I need to take out uh, money in 2014 I'm going to look at the December 31st 2013 balance I'm going to multiply it by the factor in the uniform lifetime table that's what the IRS calls this chart and that's how I'm going to determine how much I need to take out so you're right, the amount that you need to take out every year in theory is going to go up assuming of course that your account balance either stays the same or indeed grows every
0: year Mm-hmm. Okay. so so with that in mind, uh, you know, the second follow-up question uh, I've heard a lot about stretching so when someone passes away and leaves an IRA account to maybe a, a child that's, that's much younger than, than them, they have the option of stretching that IRA. It's called a stretch IRA. So can you speak right. to that, what, 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 what that's uh, talking about? Sure, and sometimes
1: we also will use the phrase inherited IRA or stretch IRA. So what that means is that you're the beneficiary of that IRA account and of course you, You know that your choices are: you can take the minimum amount out that particular year based on that beneficiary's life expectancy. That's the minimum, all the way out to the maximum you can take out 100% of the account. Well, stretching means that your beneficiary is going to be very diligent and is just going to take out the minimum amount every year based on their life expectancy, and they're not going to go in and just say, "Wow, I want all the money now. Let me take the money and run." Well. The stretching, the benefits of doing the stretch out are that you just pay a little bit of income tax each year because you only have a little bit of the money out of the account every year. And so in theory, if you let that account continue to grow on a tax-deferred basis, in theory you should have a lot of money left over for the rest of your life. That's what happens in theory, but in the reality, I believe there are studies that show that most of these accounts are liquidated within a few months of somebody's death. Because in um, society today, some people want all the money now, even though they know they're going to have to pay tax on it. So the stretching is is a great idea in theory, but what we see is that it often doesn't happen because people don't have that discipline um, and they often want to take out the entire account and go buy a new car or buy a bigger house or pay off some loans or things like that but that's what the stretching means. It means to take out the minimum amount uh, required over their lifetime and letting that account continue to grow on a tax-deferred basis. It could be called an inherited IRA um, sometimes we also call it a stretch IRA.
0: Great, great. Well, thank you, Johnny. It's been great. That's been an excellent description of of IRAs and um, very helpful.
1: Great, glad to help, Casey. Thank you.
0: All right, thanks, Johnny. If if someone wants to get uh, to contact you, what's the best way of contacting you?
1: Um, email is a fantastic way to reach me if you have any questions about this. I didn't go into all the rules as deeply as as I could have, and so people might have more questions out there about some of the detailed um, tax rules. And so my email address is johni at c e p l a n dot com. I'll say that again: johni at c e P L A N dot
0: com. True. Spoken like a person who gets their names misspelled often. <laughs> yes, I am. It's coming from Thanks. another one, it does as well. Uh
1: huh.
0: All, right, All right, thank you. Thanks, Johnny.